Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Hello and welcome to the U Up Podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. Jordana, so good to be back here with you virtually again. You're you're down in South Carolina still? I am down here. I'm coming back to New York um, this weekend. So by the We're, time this episode comes out, I will be back. The Good. I'm pumped to have you back. And I'm pumped to be back here. Listen, people, we love doing this podcast. We love that we can give you a little break from the craziness of the world. We love that. And I say this a lot. This is the, you know, kind of the imagery I use is that you can take your brain, put it on the shelf and you can let Jordana and I take the wheel for an hour or whatever we do. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you for being a part of this show. Uh, We hope it helps you in whatever way it can help you. We're still taking emails. Jordana, we're still getting a lot of emails, right? Yeah. The, I mean, dating problems continue. And like, again, we said this last week, we'll continue to say it. Um, if this, if you don't really feel like you're in the mood to listen to a, a podcast about luxury issues, the dating issues, that's totally fine. But if you guys want a break, we're happy to be there to give you that break. Also, we're encouraging you, like, listen, the, the amount dating has changed. Dating doesn't live in a vacuum. Dating is, as we saw with the quarantine, it created like a whole new, you know, group yeah, of whole issues. New host of issues. A, a yeah. whole new thing. Like, if you would have ever told me, I remember when we first started taping these during the quarantine, I felt like I was watching myself in a movie. <laughs> like, like when we would go, so let's talk about quarantine dating. I'd be like, I can't believe I even just said those words. And now it's like a, a fact right. of life. Now people are coming out of quarantine. People are going back into the real world. And now they're trying to figure out how do I, is this guy or girl for real that I met over FaceTime and over the app? So again, this also relates to what's going on in, uh, you know, in the real world with the protests that are happening. You know, your dating life. I'm sure is affected by the national conversation going on. So if you have emails yeah, about that, we would we would love for people to send those in, right? 
Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, most of the emails we're getting are not about that, but we're happy to answer, you know, any questions that you guys have regarding like dating in this kind of environment or like give give our two cents on it or anything. You know, and obviously. also we're, you know, uh, and, and also this show, um, we do guests sometimes as well. And we're committed to bringing on a whole, uh, you know, a whole group of guests that can give different perspectives that we wouldn't be able to give. And that's coming in the future. So we want to let you guys know that if you do have these questions, you know, Jordan and I aren't just going to like spout off about a perspective that we don't know. We're going to bring in the right people to be able answer to answer them. those questions. Just like we, we, you know, just like looking back, having Ronnie Chang on the episode because he did a daily show piece about being an Asian man on a dating app. Right. And, it was and, called, and, um, it was about the difference between sexual preference and sexual racism. And I, that's, one of one of our best episodes. I think that was a really interesting discussion that we had. So interesting, and that's kind of what that's what this show's about: uncomfortable conversations had comfortably. Ronnie's a friend of mine. I love that guy. Um, it was, it, you know, to talk to a friend and to hear that you know that like you know that uh, that that meme where it's like someone listening to a podcast, but it's just them with the picture of the people right. laughing. That's what like this is there. all about. Yeah, this is what a podcast is for, is for, you know, you get to kind of be relieved of, you know, maybe get to listen into a conversation that might be difficult to have. So we're happy to do that. Send those emails, though. We need your emails to be able to go, you know, kind of push through that and, and, and talk about it in the context of this show. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. Oh, also, I, I joined Twitter. So Oh, jo- please go follow Jordana. I just joined Twitter. I thought it was the perfect time to find a platform <laughs> to engage in some some interesting discussions. Yeah, for some <laughs> rational discussions that happen yes. on Twitter. Uh, exactly. You're at Jordana Abraham, right? Yes, it's just my full name. So Awesome. And I'm going back on the road. I'm going to start doing shows. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, we're figuring out the schedule, but this summer I'm going to be heading out. So if you want to know where I'm going, jaredfree.com or just go to my Instagram. I'll be posting the cities that I'll be coming to. And yeah, I have some stuff in New York. Well, the New York stuff is tough because I think phase three is comedy clubs. Okay. So probably half capacity, I assume, or something. uh, Whatever it may be. But now, you know, a place like, you know, Texas, Florida, uh, where you are, like, there's clubs there that are opening up, and we're going to figure some stuff out. So on my Instagram, um, I'll be coming doing some shows and, you know, talking about all this stuff, uh, you know, as best as I can from my own perspective and hopefully being funny about it and getting, you know, getting people to get out of their house and have a laugh. What are we talking about today, Jordana? So today we are talking about um, – so. I don't know if you guys are aware, but Betches is launching a show. It's called The Feeling is Virtual. And we happen to get an email from someone who's going to be on that show. So so to explain The Feeling is Virtual, because Kay Brown at mm-hmm. Kay York City, who we both know and love, uh, she came on my podcast, on J Train Podcast, to kind of talk about this. It's basically like The Bachelorette, but on... Vir- virtually, virtually, yeah. So virtually. So you guys put out kind of a casting call, right? Yes. So we put up a casting camp for single men in the tri-state area who live okay. around tri-state of New York. Okay. Um, and 
you know, we had a we had a bunch of guys apply. We got a really um, I saw the preview for it. We got a great uh, generally seemed like a great cast. Um, okay. Guys from like you know upstate New York, New York, Brooklyn, Hoboken, whatever. Um, so, so these guys were like you know Kay, who is you know on my podcast we talked about how she's recently out of a relationship. She's looking to get back out there, have fun, meet new people, meet new guys. Uh, and so she's our bachelorette, so to speak. Yes. And these guys. So now it's funny how like the Internet is a vast universe. But as we have found out via this podcast in the dating world, everything becomes connected at some point. It is. Yeah, it is very hard to be a shady dater in 2020. I have to say <laughs> it, 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 I got to say, so we received an email. Do you want to read the email yeah, that we received? I'll read the email. Um, I found it very entertaining. It's, it's uh, And we got the go ahead from Kay to, you know, to read this. And, and you know, we want people to tune into the feeling is virtual. The we feeling want people is to virtual. In. And right. now you, as a you up listener, you can feel kind of involved in the show because you're getting the got the hot gossip, so to speak. Exactly. So this listener writes in, she said, hi, Jared and Jordana, longtime listener here. I'm a huge fan of the podcast and love listening in every week for advice on dating. I have a unique situation that I'd like some advice on and it relates to betches. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Just before quarantine, my boyfriend of two years broke up with me on our anniversary. Jared is right when he says, beware on our anniversary. That's interesting. Yeah. He's like, well, your three year trial's over. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah. I will not be renewing this contract. contract sorry. <laughs> Jared is right when he says beware birthdays, anniversaries, and holidays. I was trying to have a conversation about moving in together in a few months, and he kept trying to push the conversation off. Finally, he got up and left saying he couldn't commit to me and went com completely no contact for weeks. It's been tough to move on during quarantine, but I've been trying my best, and I felt like it was... Hold on. I, was I, I have to say, it is insane to be with someone for two years and then to just go no contact for weeks. That's crazy, right? Is So he like, basically, yeah, he basically broke up with her and then no contact. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, so he broke up. Well, it sounds it like he, sounds said, he, he said he couldn't commit to me and we and went just completely no contact for weeks. And then just was like, poof, I'm gone. Yeah. Uh, can I, I tell you, I've actually heard of this happening. This has happened to a friend of mine where like the guy like breaks up with her like, kind of in person and then just mm -hmm. doesn't like after a long-term relationship yeah but, like breaks up in a way that's sort of like not su super like conclusive talked out like whatever and then just sure. like bounces and she doesn't hear from him because like See, i think a lot of guys are are like afraid of being like talked into getting back together well i i think it also has to do with like you know i think for me it's like Guys are very like, um, like we're like fixers, but we're also like, get the job done. You know, the job is done. So to him, it might be, I have broken up. That is over. We don't have anything else to talk about because we are broken up. Right. And I, I kind of understand that. Like if you get fired, the person's not like checking in on you usually. Sure. Sure. But I do think if you've had an intimate relationship with someone like you should allow, you shouldn't be, you should allow them to like ask the questions they want to ask and 
You know what Listen, I mean? Like we're 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 getting the conversation. Wh- Totally. I agree. I agree with you, but we're getting one side of the story. I'm not saying, you know, I, I'll take her word for it, but the way she wrote it, it doesn't seem right. I mean, the way she wrote it, it doesn't seem right from his end. Finally, he got up and left saying he couldn't commit to me and we com- and went completely no contact for weeks. So like if, if I, I'm living with my, my girlfriend, Jess is sitting here and I just go, I can't commit. And then I just walked out the door. I, I would be like, "That's not enough." But if I well, sat here, well, you wouldn't here, be able to do that because you live together. But if you I gotta didn't get my live shit. together, if you did, <laughs> yeah, if you didn't live together, I mean, imagine you were in the phase right before this. She was talking. Imagine like Jess is talking to you about moving in together. Mm-hmm. She's like, "I want to move mm-hmm. in. I want to move in. I want to move in." You're kind of like delaying the conversation, delaying the conversation, and then you're like, "Listen, I can't. I can't move forward. Like, I can't give you what you want. You bounce." That's basically what happened here. Sure. Okay. I, I'm just saying, like, to me, if I if I was to do that before we moved in and I was like, hey, Jess, I can't commit, that would be like a whole night conversation. It, if it goes less than, like, three hours, I would think it's not enough. But if, if it goes, like, a three-hour, like, we're breaking up, I would understand it, the no contact thing. You would have to walk away with, like, a plan. Almost, I feel like for it to be to, like to unravel kind of what you guys have tied together, right? Because I mean, even if you're like, I feel like to be like, okay, well, like, I don't want to do this anymore, and that's like the last time you speak to them seems like it seems weird, <laughs> Just, uh, right? But, but I think that guys actually do this a lot. From yeah, what I, I, I would agree. Like, I know that if, in every relationship that I ended, it wasn't two year relationships, but I was like. I went over, I would, I would go over in most cases, I've obviously made mistakes in the past with how I've broken up, but like in the, in my, what I would consider my best breakups, I went to the apartment, talked it out. And then I was like, this is over and walked out the door and didn't talk again. I guess I've done that. But if they, I think a lot of, I've heard of that happening a lot. Yeah. But if they were to reach out to me, I don't think I would ignore it. I think I would try and like, put a bow on it as best as I could. Right. I've heard girls who have been like, yeah, we, we broke up and then he like, I didn't hear from him. And like part of me again, like part of me thinks like, like, oh, that's like, that makes that like makes sense because you're not in a relationship anymore. And part of me think does think that it's, there is a sense of like, this no transition period. Like, well, well, this is like, at what what stage do you deserve? Like, a trans because also like even in sure. the conversation where someone's breaking up with you you might not everything that you wanted to ask may have come to mind like well, you might think about something that you wanted to talk about after that the person ending it is in a no-win position because let's say this guy ends it and then the next week he goes just want to check in on you you'd be like well, what the fuck i'm trying to get over you why are you checking in on me why would we've gotten enough emails here that it's like why would he keep texting me after we're right. done and it's like well, then what's the right answer? There's no right answer. Yeah, I get that. I just think for like the longer you've been dating, the more like the clean, the clean sweep of like the relationship just seems like colder. Sure. Like you're dating I mean, someone for three months and then you go over there and you're like, I don't hey, want to be, I can't be in a relationship. Like I would not expect them to be like contacting you. I know. Um, but people don't but get divorced I, in one conversation. Well, that's well, that's 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 the other thing. It's like this isn't a divorce. We have no kids together. We are just two people that we're trying to figure it out. And I figured out I don't want to be with you. 
Um, and it's like, I don't know what else to say to that. That would be like my response. I don't know how else to put this and what we need to do now. But, you know, I, I don't know. It, it, I, I think it's, and it's right. gray enough to not have a right or a wrong. But the way she describes it, I'd be like, wow, it happened like that. Like I, if I was at a dinner table with her, I would go, wait. So I, I would stop the story just like I'm stopping it with you. I would go, wait a minute. He said, I can't commit, walked out the door, and never spoke to you again. Right. That's what and I'm then saying. she in would have mind, to say, in his mind, he was probably like, I broke up with her. In her mind, she's probably like, oh, he sure. said like he's having a hard time committing. The truth is somewhere. In, again. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The truth is somewhere in the middle. It has to be. Yeah. Anyway, I'll finish okay. the email. She goes, Please do. It's been tough to move on during quarantine. I've been trying my best, and I felt like I was really getting to a much better place. Then the other day, I was scrolling through Instagram when I see a post from Betches at K York City advertising her virtual dating show, The Feeling is Virtual. And one of the contestants looked familiar. Yes, it was my ex. <gasps> my heart dropped when I saw this and immediately felt sick and kind of humiliated. How could someone I saw a future with be so quick to jump into a virtual dating show as a contestant? When I confronted him about it, he apologized and said that he went on as a business decision. I'm embarrassed that I saw myself hopefully marrying this guy one day when in the end, I guess he cares more about being a clout chaser. The funny thing is that I actually listened to Jared's podcast with Kay about getting through a breakup during quarantine a few weeks ago to try to help myself. So the whole thing is sort of ironic in a fucked up way. Uh, now I know how Peter Weber's ex-girlfriend must have felt. I guess my question is, do I have any right to feel hurt by this? Does this mean that our relationship meant nothing to him? Does this make me look like I was a joke to him? I understand wanting to move on after a breakup is normal, and I'm trying to date too, but doing it so publicly feels like a real slap in the face. How do I move on without letting this drive me crazy? I think this is an amazing email because it, you know, even though it also is helping to promote another Betch's endeavor which we will admit to so feeling is virtual you can hear them talk about what's about to I don't yeah know i think i think k yeah. might call this person out a little bit so so this is kind of gives you some behind the scenes you know gossip which is fun um right. i i do think though it is a it is a relevant and relatable email because there's this like weird thing of like, how are you supposed to act after the breakup? And, you know, it's interesting that like sh her first question is, do I have any, re uh, does this mean our relationship meant nothing to him? If going back to how she describes the breakup, if the breakup was, I can't commit. And then he just walks out and he doesn't talk to you again. Then yeah, maybe he wasn't taking this relationship as seriously as you were. Right. I agree with that. And then also, I think that if he's like jumping on this dating show right away, that like the, we, usually, again, the person doesn't just decide that they want to break up the day that they break up with you. I, I always been, say, I, yeah, I always say it's I always say the dumper has been thinking this for at least two weeks. Right. The dumper, the dumper has been broken, breaking up with you in his head for like a bit before they actually pull the trigger, especially yes, if you're bringing up these especially if you're bringing up these move-in conversation talks and they're like not being responsive to that and kind of pushing off the conversation. Um, to me, that, that signifies that the person was over this a lot longer ago than they let you know, which I, again, I agree. I feel for this girl because it sucks to feel like someone was like really with you for any amount of time when they didn't want to be. 
Well, they're giving like you lip service. They were giving you lip service it? too. Yeah. Because it she, makes you think about about like, oh, like at one point did I think it makes you feel delusional. Yeah, I can understand that. Makes you feel like, oh, like I thought we things were going really well, but I guess I'm just like totally not aware of like anything that's going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought right. I was so in tune. I mean, I I understand the move on after a break. I, I, I think like also like, you know, to as far as like for Kay's benefit, you know that this guy isn't looking to get serious. I, I think like I think it's like this this email and the advice I'm giving is to, is to benefit two people. It's the person writing in and also Kay, who's, you know, kind of going through these eligible bachelors. It, and I think with any dating scenario, you want to know, like, where does the person stand? Are they in a headspace that is giving this a real shot to be something when I'm giving it a real shot to be something? So, right. I like, I, 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 I think, think that's the hardest thing to to figure out if you're not very well practiced at it is to spot the guys who are like actually in it to like for, for potentially something deeper. And I know that like, like you said, like most guys are like, yeah, I would, but um, I'm also like down to not, but (laughs) sure. I, well, I I think like, I think for guys, you also, you have to just be open to it. Um, I think when you're just closed off to the idea of long, you know, if he's going on this show for the, for quote unquote, the wrong reasons, which is hilarious that this is something we're talking about, but then you, the wrong reasons are I'm going on for exposure. I don't care who was the eligible bachelorette. I'm just going on to go on. And I do think that that decision is made independently of your last relationship. I think this person, I, I do understand, I think male or female, it is totally understandable to feel badly about how your ex, you know, what direction your ex's life takes from you. Immediately. Like after, I, well, I mean, that's why it hurts so much when people get left for other people. Sure. And I mean, it's like, that's like amplified. Living, it's amplified. You're also living a lie. You're also looking at like that person's like you're you're basically doing it's like, oh, it's them versus me, which it isn't. That's just never the case. I, I think like like I don't think this guy was like I think his I think what he's looking for is some sort of fun, quote unquote. And he considers this like a chance at being light and not being in something serious and a chance at like being online, I guess, and getting a following of some sort. But I, I don't think he's, I don't think that like his whole relate. I do think when you're with someone for two right. years, you are taking it. You just by nature of being in it, and not delusional. He had to have been taking it seriously. Right. I don't think this negates like the, you know what I mean? The, the realness of their relationship. No, I don't think like, again, because if you don't, if you don't, you don't date someone for two years, because you're fucking around and because you don't take them seriously at all. So I don't think, again, yeah, I don't think, I think she's making it about the relationship and it's not about that. It's more about like this guy. Well, and it's also more about like, I mean, you know, looking at him from another angle. When you're with someone, you look at him from the angle of, I love this person. And sure, they, sure they do this, but they, do, you know, but they're a nice person and I love them. Sure, they have their faults. Like, but he's my Jeremy, you know, like I'm sure. There's plenty of times where Jess right. looks at something disgusting that I do and goes, that's my Jared. 
You know, like, and then the minute you're out of the relationship and, like, the person has left you, you go, you're like, that's, f- ugh, that's, that's Jared. Right. That was my Jared. Like, the whole right. tone changes. So, I, I, like, I mean, also, she gave us his Instagram. I looked at it. I looked at this guy and, and I was like, there's nothing about this guy that I, that said to me, uh, settling down. Like I and and I know. That, I mean, like, he had a girlfriend for two weeks for two years. For me, like that's maybe that's the difference between how how like girls might look at a guy and how and like you with your you know <laughs> all knowing sense look at look at a guy because I'm like <laughs> oh he was in a two year relationship he can commit. Sure. Um, he's 31. That seems like an age where a lot of men are like fine with long-term relationships and sort of somewhat i don't know about like i guess he's in real estate i don't know how well he's doing there but for me if like very quick glance i'd be like there's no reason to believe this person isn't necessarily interested i looked at his instagram and i was like this guy is not ready to make someone else the star I, I, (laughs) i think there's an element of like i looked at it and i was like yeah, I don't think we're going to be seeing like pictures of a baby in two years. Like, I don't think we're going to see like, uh, like, like a what are toned the, what down are the, version. What are the indicators I, of that? I think, you know, I'm, I'm out there on Instagram. So I, I'm saying this from the perspective of someone who's also out there and putting up stuff that someone could look at and be like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? You know, like I, I, I think people could say that about me pretty easily. But I also okay. think that like, you would see pictures of, you know, me with my family and my girlfriend and uh, somewhere on the page and you go, oh, okay, there's, there's, there's other qualities here. I, I don't know. It, it, I just looked at the profile and I kind of got this like, it it's just, just a vibe. Too, it's a vibe. It was too coordinated. Like, you know, I, I think there's a level of trying that goes on to being single that, you don't you're not trying in that way anymore right if that makes any sense like i kind of see what you're saying it's like you're kind of like you're not like over analyzing the the how you look in the picture that you put up no yeah and and also like like it's the difference between what bars i would go to now versus what i would go to if i wasn't in a relationship like i i'm not looking to go to a bar without chairs like i like like i'm not looking to stand at like I remember before the quarantine started, I went to, I opened for Michelle Wolf in DC, and our our friend um, Cypher Sounds also did part of the show. He's a great comedian. He also used to be a DJ in New York City, so he knows every club like everywhere. So he got us into this like nightclub, and I remember, we, and I wasn't drinking at the time, and I remember we're walking through this nightclub, and I'm doing like like I'm trying to like you know, move through people and trying to like get to a place. Oh, I thought you were showing me a dance move there. This is my new dance move. This is my new, yeah. (laughs) I I was like trying to sift through the club because it was very packed. And then we got to this table because Saifa knew the guy at the table and we get there and there was like four minutes where we weren't sitting down and there wasn't anywhere to sit. And I remember thinking, I'm leaving here in 10 seconds. Like I'm like, I remember thinking, my mind went straight to how am I going to get the fuck out of here? But if you were single, if I was single, I would never think of that. I would be looking like, okay, 
who is making enough eye contact with me to for me to go talk to and embarrass right. myself in front of. You know, like it, it would be a different mindset. We did get chairs and we ended up sitting and then I was there for an hour and I was like, oh, if we didn't have these, ch- all I talked about was the chairs. Like that was like, the, like right. my whole. That's how you so, know you still got it. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm saying to relate this back to his profile, it, it, it felt like there was other things that he was worried about than being in a serious long term. Right. So then yeah. I think to her, I would say, how do I, she says, how do I move on without letting this drive me crazy? Um, what do you think? I, 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 I mean, I, I, think, I just know it's not about her. I think this guy is looking to like, you know, like I think when you get out of a relationship, it's like, especially men, if they've been in two year relationships, they're like, I got to see what the apps are like. I got to, you know, like it's like, it's like running. It's like kind of like, I think a lot of men see that first few months out of a relationship. If they're in something long-term where they're running mm-hmm. into the amusement park and they don't know which ride to take first. Right. And it sucks to be able to like have to be able to see that happen publicly in front of you. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I, that's, I, I, but this is, but I would just think of this as like a larger version of like following someone on social media. Right. So it's like, yeah. if I were, if I were this girl, I would unfollow. I would not, un- well, I would not watch the show. <laughs> I'm going to start with that. She, everyone else the, should watch the show, but this girl who wrote in should not watch the show. This emailer has a free pass from the person who started Betches, one of the co-creators <laughs> of Betches, to unfollow Betches. The words yes. that shall never be said on this podcast again. That's the <laughs> only time you'll hear me say it, and it's only yeah. for this one specific girl. <laughs> I would not watch the show. I mean, the best way to get over someone is to really, like, again, make it not a... Remember every time... That, every time you think of a... For me, it's usually... Every time you think of some, something that positive from the relationship, just remind yourself that, like, it wasn't as perfect as you're now, like, in your head making it out sure. to be. So remind yourself of that and just, like, unfollow anything that that person is associated with because it's going to make it a lot easier and, and then also just allowing yourself to feel shitty for a little bit. Uh, totally. And also here's the other thing. Here's what she's doing is it's okay to learn from your past. It's okay to be like, yeah, the next guy I date, I'm going to be on the lookout for a couple things. I wouldn't have been on the lookout before. I think that's like, I think a lot of like we kind that of also live gives in- you, that gives meaning to the relationship because you're totally. like, now I have information that I didn't have, but I have more dating experience and I have more information than I had before I dated this guy. Absolutely. We live in a society of people who can't take the loss. We all, no one ever wants to admit right now that they were wrong because then they could look back and they, because it's all online, it's all out there. So like, it's tougher to be like, yeah, that relationship wasn't for me when there's pictures up from it a year ago where you look happy. It's easier to talk about it without the receipts being out there. So right. it's it, so I think we live in a, you know our whole generation because there's so much online. Now we're like instead of being like yeah that relationship if I could go back I wouldn't have done this I probably would have ended it earlier. Instead you go I don't care I was that's me that's my truth and it's like no you can just say. Yeah, this was a, I'm happy I learned about this about myself, this about myself, and that about myself. And I wouldn't have done this, this, and this again. Like, I, right. I think. I'll have less tolerance for this going forward. Or totally. I'll vocalize my feelings about this going forward. It's, it's totally okay to look back at experiences and go, okay, lesson learned. Let's move on without it feeling like it was a waste of your life. And I think 
I do understand her feeling where it's like you're watching this person that you thought you knew acting in a way that is just not what you knew. And, and, and now someone that you thought wasn't an online person is all of a sudden an internet sensation from the, right. the, you know, the, the feeling is virtual. Like, um, and yeah, I, I just think that this is like, it's normal and it's okay to learn. Like I, I every relationship I got out of, I, it was, I think, it was never. I never got out of a relationship and thought the person I was with was a bad person. I, I, I was more worried, and I think this has been good for me. I was more worried about like how do I improve? How do I be, uh, you know, pick a better partner for me? Right. Um, yeah, and I mean, I just I think it's totally okay to feel shitty. It's very painful to see your ex publicly with anyone or trying to date anyone. That's like a thing that no one should have to see. Absolutely. And, um, and like, and, and also this, like, you know, that I do also understand. And, you know, like we were talking about, like, you know, like uh, the idea of like laughing at a funeral, like you're having a funeral for this relationship and he's off dancing on the, the feeling is virtual. He doesn't yeah. see it in your, you know, his version of the truth is different than your version of the truth. His reality is different than your reality. And also his reality isn't to get you. So I think that's the thing that's really important. For sure. And I would avoid any kind of comparisons to anyone. You do wind up seeing him date, whether that's Kay or anyone else. Um, I There's a very oh. interesting piece for anyone who kind of has had this issue or this girl in particular. There's a New York Times opinion piece called um, My Ex-Boyfriend's New Girlfriend is Lady Gaga. Oh, yeah. I remember when that came that? out. I never read it, but I remember when it came out because I remember there was this whole thing about it. Like it be that got pretty viral. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was kind of just like this, like regular, I mean, like she's a New York Times writer, so she's not like the most average of people, but like relatively average. Um, and she's she was just like, guy, yeah. So, yeah, but like just totally under the radar, like, but she's under not the Lady Gaga. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, so like, then her, yeah, she gets texted all her friends, like, look at the news. And it's like her yeah. boyfriend, like, like Lady Gaga sitting on her boyfriend's lap, like, which is like, and she's like, it's. I remember the article just being like, yeah, I'm like, she's like a huge fan of Lady Gaga, so now she kind of mm. like doesn't really know like where to place her. Yeah, and and also this is a message to Kay: beware of this dude. You know, yes. like I think I think that's like the I think best that's thing definitely a red her. flag. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Headliners, Ulta, Fenty Beauty, Levi's, Adidas, and so much more. Seriously, the list seems endless. Rakuten is how the in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. Personally, I'll be shopping for beauty and apparel. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. You know I love to find the best deals while I'm shopping. And trust me, Rakuten is the hack to save money while shopping. Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because members can earn cash back on everything they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category like beauty, clothing, electronics, travel, and dining. And this week only, you're going to get the best deals ever. Membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you can get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it.
You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down, and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble, and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems, and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com, now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop-down menu that follows. You want to do some awkward sex? Let's do it. Hey, J&J, thanks for keeping me laughing during work from home days, so I have an awkward sex story for you. I met up with this guy at a hockey game through Hinge right before quarantine happened, and we hit it off instantly. Granted, I was slightly tipsy. He was with his buddy at the game, and I went over to their section and hung out for a bit. The game started to get boring, so we ended up deciding to leave and go out to the bars. Mind you, him and, uh, I am with him and his friend, who kept flirting with me when he was when it wasn't playing paying attention which was super awkward anyways we got uh pretty drunk and ended up going back to his place i knew i had a dog allergy so we he washed his sheets which i'm a now looking on it that he knew he was going to score basically she's looking back at it being like oh he washed his sheets he knew i was he was we were gonna like hop and then she writes ha ha Okay. Uh, we end up having sex that night, which I somewhat remember. Then uh, he washed his sheets and like while she was there. Yeah, this is strange. <laughs> I guess he washed his sheets w- before she had gotten there. Okay, but didn't they just meet? I met up with said this it was guy because I I read this horribly and in, in defense of this emailer, I met up with this guy at a hockey game through Hinge. So they met on Hinge. They met at the hockey game right before quarantine happened, and we hit it off instantly. And granted, I was slightly tipsy. He was with his buddy at the game, then I went over to their oh, section. Oh, okay. And they met on Hinge. They met on Hinge, but then they yeah. met for the first time. So that so he at the hockey okay, game. So I he see. knew okay. that she was going to be there. He washed his sheets. The game started to get boring. We ended up deciding to leave and go out to the bars. Mind you, I am with him and his friend who kept flirting with me when he wasn't paying attention, which was super awkward. Anyways, we got pretty drunk and ended up going back to his place. I, he knew I had a dog allergy, so he washed his sheets, which I now look back on that he knew I. He was going to score. Ha ha. We ended up having sex that night, which I somewhat remember. And then next morning uh, when I was. Okay. I'm going to defend myself a little bit. Her, her writing sucks too. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sentence we structure ended up is having not the sex. best. No. And thank we you ended for up writing having, in. <laughs> thank you for writing in. But we ended up having sex that night, which I somewhat remember. And then, then next morning. Isn't that se- so? Let me read. Let me redo the sentence. We <laughs> wound up having sex the night before, which I barely remembered, and then we had sex again the next morning. Yeah, I almost fucking had a seizure from that sentence. Uh, <laughs> when I when I was searching for my clothes, he made some comment about how I how it was really hot when I was shoving my face into the pillow. The sex must have been really good, according to him. 
<laughs> in reality, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't keep looking at his horrible facial expressions while we were having sex. They consisted of some winks, biting the limp, and looking deep into my soul. And his hip bones were slamming into mine, which was extremely painful. Needless to say, I let him think it was the best sex. It's funny. She's like putting her face in the pillow because she's like trying not to laugh. I, is that what it was? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she, I guess she just like, did, I mean, she's saying she just like didn't want to see it because it was probably like turning her off. Yeah. But like, um, he's like, oh, it's funny you were because, biting like, that pillow. Right. She was, it's, I'm not picturing her just like trying to not laugh like in the middle of it, which is <laughs> <laughs> like well, horrifying I, well, for a man to think, I'm sure. I mean, from a, from an, let me give a note to the emailer. I don't understand why it was important to put that her, fr the friend kept flirting with her. Like, I, I understand it was a weird night, but you did go home with him. At some point, you left the friend, right? Yeah. I, I, I mean, don't know. So I guess it's not really relevant to. She added it in for color. To, I guess for color. Um, what do, what would you call this sexual experience? So I, so basically. Well, also before we get into the names, have you dealt with it? Like I, from a male point of view, I don't know what he should have been doing. Not looking at her. I know winking? like biting the winking the and biting the lip is a lot. Is, is is a little too much. I, I feel like the biting the lip is like a thing that girls do a lot of the time. Not to like yes, say that men can't do it. Sure. But I think the winking would, would like make me a little uncomfortable. Yeah, the wink from... Uh, also, what are you trying to say with the wink? Like, pretty right. good, huh? Uh, right. uh. Hey, just uh, uh, checking in on you. Wink. Like, like, the wink is like an exclamation point on the joke. It's not really the exclamation point on the thrust right like it's a it's a weird move I how agree. would you a, want the eye because i get this sometimes from jess like we'll kiss and sometimes i'll just keep my eyes open to see what's going on you know keep patrolling right and then she'll make fun of me she'll be like like then she'll widen her eyes and then we'll do this like and open you're staring eye kiss. into each other's yeah, yeah, yeah. eyes and now we're romantic i think yeah, we, we go from kissing to like making fun of the fact that we're kissing I feel like eye contact is like nice if the, if a sexual if a, I mean you have to feel every sexual situation is different. There's more intimate sex and then there's like sure. less intimate sex. So like there, you kind of have to feel yeah. out the vibe of where that's going. So like in like a quickie, the intense eye contact I think is like not really necessary. But sure. <laughs> if you're having I, like a loving intimate version of sex, then I think that like it's fine. But the winking I think, the, I think would make it weird. I think. <laughs> I think it's funny that the sex must have been really good. No, I think men just need to stop. Like you are opening yourself up to be the the laugh of the century if you assume how the sex was. I just every right. time I have sex, I'm just assuming it was the worst experience of that person's <laughs> life and so that they can't make fun of me for thinking that I thought it was good. I like, feel I, like you maybe it's a girl thing, but I feel like I know like you know when it's good, don't you? Like guys don't know when it's good. I, I from this podcast, I have no idea <laughs> when it's good anymore. Like I, I think guys know. I think we know. I think what we ours are the way we come is so one plus one is two that like the idea of like a sexual experience being like there are bad sexual experience for guys. Don't get me wrong, but I'm saying like the idea like. I, I guess like 
the medium sex is good enough, you know, right. where like the medium yeah. sex might like where like it's tough for me as a man to understand that if a woman doesn't get off that she still had a good time. And I know that can be true, right? Well, here. Jess just said yeah, yes to try and make I me feel about... better from the background. But I don't... no, we, I mean, pers- I don't want to speak for all for everyone. Well, but for have me, you I, have you I, enjoyed I... sex where you didn't get off? hundred percent. Okay. For me, it's, it's like, I mean, that's like a, a great perk of it happening, but like, I think that it can be great regardless. It feels good. It doesn't I mean, I think it's different for men or it's I, different for, at I, least I'm for saying, my personal experience. Mm. I think it can be great even without that. If it's I funny, don't, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I think for this situation, it's like sort of indicative of how, like, if you're on the fence about a guy, that yeah. first time that you sleep with him is like will really turn you one way or another like you know when yeah. we talk about how it's like it's creepy until it's hot or like sure, it's, or sure. it's hot or it's creepy like this is like like she was probably like not really sure and then she like slept with him and then like every like like through I guess this lack of whatever she thought was sexual chemistry like everything kind of became this turn off I totally understand that from the especially for one thing that she wrote like his hip bones if you're right. talking about hip bones, that is now like I've now pictured this guy to be a tall, like big bird looking guy. And it's like, oh, uh, like now you're like accentuating the parts that make you unattracted to him. Right. You instead weren't of into being, him. Yeah. You These just things, weren't into him. Right. The same guy someone else would probably describe as like super hot if it's like, and I hate to like put so much pressure on that first time for guys, sure. but I do kind of feel like it's almost like, I mean, it's it's bad for you but then like the after part is like if we're into it is almost bad for us because i think that like if it's if we think it's if we've in our head like made ourselves think that it was like really good and i do think it's not just about coming or not coming there is something about like a sexual like energy and like yeah connection thing there <laughs> i think if we decide that it was like good like we are like much more invested than we so, were about the sex kind of to the to the to kind of to your point there was one time Jess and I were having sex and she was on top of me and I went in like literally like half a pump, like so quick. <laughs> okay. It was like I, it, she could have gone like this and I would have came. She could have like blown at my penis, like, like, and I would have like gone. So I half a pump, I come and I look at her, I go, I'm sorry, my bad. And she was like, she like was like, oh, don't fucking say that. Just get, let me get off. You know, let let me, you know, and, and it was this like thing where that I don't really, you know, like I'm just like, ah, my bad. Sorry about that. And and to her, it was like not almost acknowledging it made it worse. You know, like, and yeah. she, what did you say, Jess? Uh, she's behind me. You said like, she goes, don't ever apologize while you're still inside of me. And I just kept thinking it was like the worst Yelp review ever. Like if she had written about it, she was like, terrible. And then he apo- terrible. He's apologizing while he's still inside of me. Zero stars. I'm telling you, it's a lot of it in our, for us is like a mental thing. Well, or I think least, that's again good, for me. That's, that's good for guys to know. Like the, you know, like the idea of like, you know, you want to have all the bells and whistles. Like sometimes just like, you know, bringing in like the candle and putting the lighting right would help right. your bad sex, you know, improve. To an extent or like, I mean, there is a such thing as I don't, I, I don't want to make this lose, lose for men, but there is a such thing as feeling like someone is like trying too hard. 
(laughs) I don't even think it's like a man, a man's like fault. I don't even think it's like a man's fault. I think it's about like this, like sexual, like energy that someone either feels or doesn't feel that they like find out very quickly when they sleep with you. And I think this whole like friend zone problem that a lot of guys have Mm -hmm. is because, um, they, a woman just doesn't feel that it's not really like personal. Two people can not connect. It, 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 you know, one person's I don't wink think, is another person's come. You know, like I don't think for men the like oh or they're ever like oh there was like this sexual energy that was like great or like there was just no sexual energy. I feel like men can like sleep with anyone that they find attractive. Well, to I enjoy I, I I hear it is like a little bit like pizza. I think sex in general is a little like pizza for men, where like you're just yeah. Bad pizza is good pizza, you know, like right. that type of thing. But I do think you can not hit it off with some men. Uh, it happens all the time where you're like, oh, we don't we can't dance together. You know, like our right. We're not fitting. We're not finding. And it, it, sometimes I you know, you're in situations where it's like you're like sometimes like I think sometimes with sex, you're used to doing things your way. And if someone comes in first time, you're trying to figure out, okay, you know, how do we right. get in the same rhythm? And sometimes people's rhythms just don't go together. It can, that can happen too. I've been in that situation, but I would agree that, you know, I think once you're there, I think like when it comes to like, was this good or bad? You know, again, also like not to take away the, we have people that write in all the time, like, oh, he didn't come. And I'm like, well, that can happen too. And you can, you know, I'm sure he's more upset at himself and it wasn't about you. Right. You know what I mean? I just think this this thing about like the sexual like chemistry thing is kind of funny because like it feels like I can imagine a man being like, what do you mean? Like we don't if, especially if it's like a one sided thought of like a girl sure. just being like, I think you're great on paper. You're attractive. I just like don't feel it. And a guy being like, well, I don't really understand what that means. But I could see I feel like it's sort of like to me, if I put myself then uh, in it, put it in a different situation, I think of a girl who's like a guy is like, I just can't commit. And she's like, well, what do you mean? Like, we have such a great time together. Sure. Like, what do you, well, what do you I, like, I, what, here, what's the reason? And like, I, to me, it seems like almost that, that same, like invisible, like this just isn't going to be like it for me. Here's what I would say. I agree with you because no guy will ever go, I don't know, her hip bones just really turned me off. Like, I don't right. think that's ever going to happen. What, w- what would you call this? I'd call it uh, pillow talk. Wink emoji. <laughs> the wink emoji. Um, the uh, smirky sex. Just like I just <laughs> think of him smirking. Um, the wink. The winker. Um, winker like winker. I like it. The. Uh, something about the pillow. Pillow talk. Did you say that already? Yeah. It's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I'm going through. If you guys have any suggestions, email them in uup at betches.com. Would this be a deal breaker for you if, if on the first time some guy's winking at you during sex? I feel like I'd be like a little turned off by it, but if I liked a guy enough, um, I think I'd get over it. What's worse, the winking and the facial expressions or the assuming that you loved it? The assuming that you loved it is like a is like pretty narcissistic trait to me. Sure. So yeah. That's a, so that's a, like you if, always want to date someone who's a little insecure. That's the lesson. <laughs> that's it. Well, yeah. I I think that's an interesting question because like 
the fact that he said must have been really good is like the most turning off thing from a personality standpoint. He's looking law. If he's looking lovingly into your eyes, like, how do you complain about that? Like, that's just what he does, you know? Right. Which is not, it's a bad, it's a bad, it's only a bad thing if you don't like the person. Exactly. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. Get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. And you always have the option to buy what you love. For sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code UUP20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code UUP20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's, with code UUP20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Let's do some emails. You ready? UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. You want to take it? Yes. Hey, J&J, longtime listener. I've always wanted to write in. Thank you for the work you do, and especially for speaking out in support of Black Lives Matter last episode. Jordana, I don't think you get nearly enough credit for how funny you are since Jared's technically the comedian, but you are hilarious. I promise I didn't like write that in for myself. Listen, they're they're very right. You are hilarious, but... You don't have to down me to bring you know to bring you up. I agree. Jared's technically a comedian. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Did my mom write this? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think she was necessarily. Whatever. I, I don't I'm know. Kidding around. Thanks. I, listen. Yeah. I appreciate. I appreciate it. But again, Jared, you know. I don't even know what to that's say anymore. The, that's my narcissism showing now. 
Anyway, I'm 26 years old out of New York City. I met this girl back in February and we hit it off instantly, going on five-hour dates, texting all day, staying in each other's places on the place on the weekends. She's amazing, but obviously COVID hit in mid-March and I ended up flying home to LA to stay with my parents and waited it out. Fast forward to now, three months later, and I just decided to end my lease in New York and stay in LA since my office isn't requiring us to be in person until 2021. This, this girl is happening have- a lot. This is the great, you know, the great uh, flood of people leaving New York City and, uh, you know, other major cities for, you know, better living circumstances. Right. I mean, who would want to live in Manhattan if they didn't? Ha- I mean, who would want to pay the amount of money, the exorbitant amount of rent that we all have to pay if you didn't have to? Well, the idea, I think a lot of people move here as far as like they're around young people, there's bars, there's there's people to meet, but then the there's minute that your job that doesn't goes, exist either. I mean, that could be other places. So I, I understand. Yeah, people are leaving. Um, sorry, let me. Sorry for interrupting, so, but I, I, I think it is interesting that people are, like I, you know, I talk about this with Jess all the time where it's like, you know, I'm here for comedy. Well, technically doing comedy but i i um you know all the clubs are gone this summer so like there's a piece of me that's like what you know so now i'm just dealing with new york city bullshit just to be right it's like the bullshit is worth it for all the other stuff yeah the bullshit's worth it to do 30 that there's 15 comedy clubs i can get up on at every night so and like you know the bullshit's worth it to like you know, be able to meet you guys, meet Betches and, and for us to collaborate. And the minute right. you take away all that stuff and the access to like networking and working, you start to wonder like, what am I doing here? You know, I agree. Fast forward to now, three months later, I just decided my lease say and stay in L.A. since my office is an opening. This girl and I have still been talking every day and FaceTiming occasionally, but it's definitely decreased since I made this decision. As initially, I was thinking we'd be together again come June, and it would only be a short, long distance. My question, what should I do about this quasi-relationship? I'm so torn because I like her so much, but I hate long distance, and that has always been a deal breaker in past relationships. It just isn't for me, and I don't want to get back to New York City in January, and I've technically been with her for 11 months, but never have gotten to, to develop that deeper level of intimacy and actually being with another person. But at the same time, it's not like I'm dating anyone else, so maybe it's fine to keep doing what we're doing. But also the fact that there are no other options seems like a shitty reason to stay with someone. <laughs> An added layer is that as I consider ending things with her, I'm pretty upset with myself for how much I held back at the beginning of our relationship, thinking we had so much time. I don't feel like this, I expressed... He sounds <laughs> a, this guy sounds like he went off to a, war. Well, this is a girl, actually. Is this, uh, I thought it was a dude. No, it's a girl. We'll, we'll, oh, okay. we'll, we'll get into that at the end of the email. It's oh, another sorry. Layer. The, the it's big a, reveal. Um, Look at my, I don't, my preconceived notions are showing. There you go. <laughs> um, I don't feel like I expressed well enough how much I liked her because I was still coming to terms with my own sexuality. Oh. I also kind of thought this would be my moment to finally come out to my parents, my remaining friends who don't know, and just be out in public with another woman without feeling all this shame. I don't want this to be another excuse to hide who I really am when I finally just started feeling comfortable. Would love to hear your thoughts on this. You don't deal with a lot of gay issues, LOL. So excited to hear how you approach this one. Thanks <laughs> again for doing the Lord's work. Signed, Queer in Quarantine. Well, I really appreciate uh, this woman writing in. Let me apologize for making any assumptions. Um, they weren't meant with any ill will. Um, it is funny that she is... 
it is funny that she writes about this in such a I, it is funny that if a guy wrote this, it wouldn't say, like I went to make fun of the thing that wasn't normal right. to and me. For, <laughs> you know? right. like, and for, for a woman, it's kind of like, oh, that makes, for me, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Like, that's how I would evaluate like a long distance thing for myself too. Not to gender stereotype again, but like, that's just how we were both, I think, probably thinking about it. Sure. Um, so I definitely think it's important when, you know, we're, we're reading this email, we're answering this email just to remember that like we kind of have this like implicit bias. We are two straight people. So, and we're not therapists. So we don't, and we also don't know what it's like to kind of have to navigate coming out. Um, so, but we, she did write in and I, I want to answer it. I want to give the dating advice to the best of our abilities. So I just wanted to preface it with like, we might not fully understand the complexities that go into this, but given everything that we, we know, like we're going to give it a shot. I think it's this email is also really interesting just because like I think it speaks to like what a weird time in the world it is right now where people mm-hmm. are like people who are like already dealing with their own like general shit mm-hmm. now have to like add in the combined shit of like the complete like unknown of the world and like where like even like the idea that like there might not be like the same back to normal as it was I you know, listen, six months ago is like every and then everyone coupled with her wanting to come out and like she was gonna do yeah. that before and then now like should I even do that like I totally get the whole sense of like I have no certainty about like the future and like there's like listen, all these combining things everyone's a cocktail and now you're adding like a lime to it you know like you're just like what is this new mix you know it's your life in the post-covid post-quarantine pre you know there is a pre and post to all this stuff i agree it's um it's an interesting email because again for the turn it took at the end um i i i think how would you handle this jordana i i have some opinions well my my first thought is like i understand i can relate to the the layer of like i should like looking back on like early parts of a relationship and having regret i think like obviously this is a unique circumstance of of like com- something you couldn't have predicted at all but like I, I think that for that part i would just say where she goes um i'm upset with myself for how much i held back in the beginning of our relationship thinking we had so much time i think that part is like don't i would not like beat yourself up for that at all i feel like e- if you did that that might have backfired like, i think there's a thing such thing as like forcing intimacy too fast in a way that isn't like naturally progressing so mm-hmm. i think that part i would like just because there's so many parts to this question i would say that like you did nothing wrong there and i think if you did the opposite you might have regretted it um as to the as for like the the coming out part and how that plays into this to me they're like two separate things which she's sort of intertwining into each other like she seems like she wants to almost maintain the relationship so she has like a reason to come out now Mm. do you see that I, I kind of interpreted it differently. Like, um, what did you think? So I hear what you're saying. Like, I, I think when there's so much in a issue, like when there's so many pieces to an issue, it can feel like it's so much and you just take care of nothing. And right. I think it's always easier to go one by one. And that makes like, so I think like, first of all, the worst decision is indecision. I think like when you make a decision to move forward and understand that this decision to move forward 
might hurt or might, you know, but it's also an experience. So you're going to get to learn about yourself. I, I do like what she said. I don't feel like I express. So the, she says, I don't feel like I express well enough uh, how much I liked her because it's still coming to terms with my own sexuality. It's never too late. I don't, I don't understand where it's like you didn't miss your chance to tell this person how much you were feeling them at the time. And it's okay to go, well, because we've been away, it's hard to concentrate on this thing. So I think it's okay to like, I, 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 and I also don't think, I think this like the long distance stuff, like nobody wants a long distance relationship. There's this whole thing of like, well, I've always been against long. All of us are against being long distance from someone we love. You right. know, when we I think don't some people be. have like, I think people have different levels of tolerance for it though. Absolutely. But the idea that like there are people out there that are like, I love long distance. No, they were forced into a position and they're doing the best they can with the position they're in. So I understand what she's saying. I've always avoided long distance relationships. Yeah, we all have. But you've been looking for someone to meet. You found that person. You were enjoying their company. I think what this person should do is let them know. I think you have to like be vulnerable at a certain point. You have to let this person know, hey, I was really enjoying being with you and it was a relationship that I've never had as a lesbian or as a bisexual woman. I'm not sure if she's given herself any type of uh, you know, uh, label, but mm-hmm. without labeling her, I guess like I have never had that type of connection with another woman and I want to, I want to like play this out. And I think if you go to her and you say that, then you then she either agrees or doesn't agree. And then if she agrees, now you make plans. When are you coming to L.A.? When am I coming to New York? And that gives her the opportunity to live a life where she's out in the you know out holding hands and feeling more comfortable about her sexuality in a public way. She can come to New York, and then. That can lead to her being more comfortable uh, with talking to her parents about it. You know, I, I think this is like, I think the. Right. The, Do you feel like. This, because there's a, what I mean. Do you feel to like say she needs just, to be dating someone like in her mind? I think she's like, oh, it's easier to like have this conversation with people if I'm like sort of like introducing them to my girlfriend or I'm like, you know what I mean? There's there's more of a point of like. This is going to like bridge the gap of conversation. So I'm not like, this is going to be like helping me to come out in a more real way. Um, I understand that feeling. I understand the idea that like, uh, if this person's here, there's nothing to disagree with. Like, oh, we, you right. know, there's no, there's less explanation. Or there's no, like, or, yeah, there's less of a like, I'm, I have to just bring it up as opposed to I'm introducing you to my girlfriend. And totally. like that seems like a more natural way to like kind of express who you are. I guess, I, I guess what you're doing, Hey, this is my girlfriend. And then people go, Oh, I had, and, and they would go, Oh, I, I guess, I guess, you know, you're dating women now, you know, like, I guess that would be in, instead of like sitting down a friend and going, I have to tell you something and them going, right. Cause, cause yeah, she I says, I don't want this to be another excuse to hide who I really am when I'm finally just starting to feel comfortable. So I feel like her anxiety with, with ending it or but, not being with in person with someone is that it's kind of like, she was hoping that this, re- that whatever this thing was, this relationship was going to be like helping her to be more authentic in so, her, so I in think her everyday life. So I think there's like something important that she's like questioning 
and I'm not sure if she's questioning it in this email, but some, the vibe I am feeling is that, you know, she's saying, uh, hide who I really am when I finally started to feel comfortable. She might be feeling some regret that maybe she's using this person to be able to feel comfortable as an openly uh, gay woman. Um, but I would argue that the people that love is finding someone that makes you feel comfortable. So the, maybe this person was, it's, it's not the situation. It's the person. So right. well, if th this, this person is giving you the ability to finally feel comfortable in your own skin because they encourage you in a way. And it's, it's not that they're just any woman. It's this woman is someone that lets her feel more comfortable being in that relationship. And, I, I, I could understand where she's like, I don't want to use this person to get to my better place mentally, but maybe it is this person that gets you to that place. Does that make sense? No, that makes sense to me. I think like, but I, yeah, I agree. It's about like, is it this person? Because she does say like when she talks about like regret it, not opening up more in the beginning with her, with her, it's like, maybe she is that person. Maybe she's not someone that you felt like that, that but could you help you. But, like, you're not, I'm, I'm not really sure. But you don't know that unless you be vulnerable with them. Unless, unless right. she looks at her and goes, hey, um, I know with what's going on and my move and I might not bat back till January, but I've never felt more comfortable in my own skin than I felt with you. And I want to keep going down that road. If you would come with me, I'm so excited. If not, I totally understand, but maybe this is the end of us because I need to find someone who can also do that for me here. You know, I, right. I, I think like this is, again, like the answer to most of these things are communication, but I think I understand where she's like the distance and there's so many other things, but I think it starts with letting this person know that like this has been an important relationship for me. Like I think anyone, you know, whether it's straight or, you know, lesbian, gay, whatever it might be, whatever your sexual affiliation is, I think you're just looking for someone to like, you know, open up where you feel the best about yourself. Right. No, that's true. And I mean, like, I think saying that to her is probably like a great practice and vulnerability, which is such a difficult thing to do to be able to like reveal a part of yourself. That's not, you know, that you're not necessarily the most secure about and to, to lay your cards on the table is like something that is very hard to do, but the more practice you have with it, like the easier it gets. So I think if her, if she it seems like she's trying to do that on a lot of different levels, she's trying to do that with this girl. She's trying to do that with her family. She's trying to do that with friends. She hasn't told it's, it's so much, but it, it, it it's like, let's do one thing at a time. You know, like right. I, 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 um, I, I'll give her my own experience you know, with Jess, when we were first seeing each other, I was traveling every weekend for the, you know, uh, to do a Snapchat show. And I think what I was saying in the beginning of this email, where it's like, once you make the decision, then you, it's easier to figure out. So like the idea of indecision make is the worst decision is like, um, you know, with Jess and I say, no, I want to give this a real shot then it becomes come with me to Louisiana because I'm going to be taping that weekend. Right. Hey, I have a trip to New Orleans on Halloween weekend. Would you want to come? Do you know do what you I think mean? The, do you think that's the discussion that 
that comes before the laying my cards on the table discussion or that comes after? I think that comes after. I think once you realize, hey, we're both going to give this a shot. We're both going to like get off of dating apps. We're both going to like figure this. I I feel as good about myself when I'm around you. How do we make that happen? It's it's like a you know it's like going to right. like a car it's like going to like a a car dealership. Well, I feel how like do I get long- you into this Toyota today? Well, it's funny because I feel like when when we talk about like dating that isn't long distance, your advice sometimes seems like it's the opposite, where it's like just ask for the actions and see if the person is like meeting meeting them. But I do kind of agree that when it comes to like a long distance thing, it's easier to like have the like discussion of like what you are and what you're doing and how you feel before you like commit to flying across the country. Totally. And it, it, this doesn't have to end with them hating each other. This can end with them going, you know what? I didn't, this was just kind of a hookup to me. And you know, we're kind of like, you know, I'm going to look for someone here. They might disagree with her, but she, I, I think when it comes to like, I think the only way long distance should happen is the way it's happening for them. Like in my personal opinion, well, there's an end date. Yeah. Well, where where it starts in the same city, you have a natural meeting, you get together, you hang out, and then all of a sudden, you know, a tidal wave of life comes through and pushes you across the country. You know, COVID comes along and now it's, oh God, we're, we're across the country from one each other. What do we do? Then you go, hey, this is how I feel. I think owning your feelings, owning how, hey, when I know... And I also not apologizing for the FaceTiming kind of like going off the rails a little bit. That's that's the reality of relationships. Relationships don't go in a straight line towards marriage. They go up and down and up and down. And that's okay. But I think yeah. like saying saying to this woman like, "Hey, when I was with you, I felt I was starting to feel comfortable in my own skin." And that's not because it was just a, any woman, it's because it was you. And we're a good match. I think that's kind of the way to go. I, if if it was me, right? Yeah, I get the whole like I don't necessarily want to do long distance thing, and I think if in your heart of hearts you're kind of like she is, like I don't necessarily like want to be with someone that I'm not going to see for a while. But I guess what you're sure. saying is like find out if she'll come and see you, and if it's going to be like a real thing. But I do think there's also something to be said of like, hey, this is like a really weird time in the world. And if she's kind of like, I'm not really sure I want to fully commit to this along in in that same vein, I think there's something to be said for, like you said, vulnerably saying like, I had a really great time with you. I felt like this was going somewhere. This is a very odd time and we're not going to see each other for this for this amount of time. Like, what do you think about like seeing where we are when it gets closer to January and like potentially picking this back up? Well, that too, I think, like again to go back i think what you're saying is exactly right and also like that's to go back uh, to the first conversation we had on this episode about breakups like you this is an experience you know how you like to feel when you go out in la and you start dating other women now you know kind of the standard you have you know where you kind of what you it, it it's like no, having felt good in a relationship is a good thing because now you know how you want to feel in future relationships. I think that's perfectly reasonable. If, if she wants to go the other way where they say, Hey, you know, I'm happy to have learned about myself via you, but like, you know, we're going to have to see other people. And then maybe in January, when I move back, we revisit this. That could be another answer. I agree.
in the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry? Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. All right, let's do another one. Let's do another one. Hi, J&J. Longtime listener and promoter of the pod. I've told everyone who has ears to listen, rated, reviewed, subscribe, Insta story. Brought the group chat to your Chicago show last summer. Here's my question. Did I sign all rights away to check in, show concern for a guy after I basically told him we need to cut all ties to one another? Here's the sitch. I had a one-night stand with an older guy I met at a girl's trip in Vegas in March of 2019. I was almost 23 and he was 33. We texted and Snapchatted for a month post-trip. Eventually, plans fell through to try and meet up. He lives in Chicago. I live outside of Milwaukee, about two hours away from each other, but not realistic to meet up. He wasn't not unrealistic. Sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. Oh, from me, uh, not, two hour, not unrealistic. Okay. Right. A, a double negative. Um, <laughs> I, I, he, was, he wasn't living up to the standards for what I wanted in a relationship. Shout out Jared. So I gave up on him. A year of random for the poster child for not for not living up to (laughs) standards in a relationship. (laughs) My claim of fame. A year of random snaps, texts, drunk calls go by, and I finally clean house and delete all texts from him in March of 2020. His spidey senses must have alerted him. I moved on, and he drunk called me at 3 a.m. accompanied by a "How are you?" text. I responded uh, to see what what he wanted, and got no answer. Three days later, I sent him the following text messages. So following text message to cut all ties, which felt great considering I've moved on and I'm trying to date other people. Fast forward to the craziest craziness of June 2020. And I'm wondering if it's OK to reach out to make sure he's OK, uh, since he is a police officer on the south side of Chicago. But after that text I sent, did I sign away all rights to ever reach back out on a scale of one to super bitch? How rude is this of me? Or do I stick to my guns and realize it's best for both parties? that we don't get to care how one another is doing anymore. Hope your great wisdom can steer me in the right direction. Man, I got to say, when I said, when we said, let us know about your, um, your, you know, your what's going on in the world, your Black Lives Matter related emails. This is not the one I expected, to tell you the <laughs> truth. I, I, I got to say, yeah. right? Yeah, I. But here's the thing: I don't even think this is about that. I for this girl, no. I think it's just an excuse. This is like, I think she's she's using this, she's taking advantage of the situation to do something she wants to do. Of course, without the situation. Do you want? Do you want to read? But her let's text? read her. Okay. So yeah. So I guess um, I'll be him. On a sat on a Saturday night in March, at one a.m. He said he wrote, he, he wrote, "How are you?" This is after a, a missed re- call. He's a real poet. Okay. <laughs> yes. This is after a missed call. And then she says the next day at 5 p.m. So the 2 a.m. call was just to see how I was doing. And then okay. um, cut to two days after that. He doesn't answer that. She says, I total, I'm totally confused by the call and text from Sunday. Whatever this is has now been going on for a year. And until recently, I'd been trying to hold on to something that wasn't ever going to happen. We are both guilty of randomly popping in every few months. And to be honest, I'm emotionally exhausted by it. 
totally owning that I probably said slash did things that were confusing. And I apologize for that. I don't want to waste any more of my time or yours. And I think it's best if we stop contacting each other. Honestly, I hope you got the promotion at work and wishing you nothing but the best. Yeah. Uh, what do you, I, I, I have some thoughts. She should not text him. I she, think, I think we're, we're definitely aligned on that. Yeah. Don't text him. It's over. You, you let him know. I think also... Right. Um, he didn't answer that text. He didn't answer that text, but also he writes, how are you? And then you write, so the 2 a.m. call was just to see how I was doing. Even that text is you hoping for him to go, nope, I'm moving to Milwaukee. We're going to be together forever. Like even that text kind of tells me that vibe. Right. Like that you're still hanging on to hope. And I do understand like why you sent the next text because the next text makes sense. It's you kind of just like, this is over for me. I need to like close I, this. I, right. This yeah. is closed. And I, I actually agree with that text. When you I think go that back, text, yeah. I think that yeah. text was perfectly, it was vulnerable. It said what she wanted to say. She put it all out there and she ended things. So and, I thought that was it, a great text. And it offered him no redemption for like, oh, I can reach out to you with another how are you. I'm, I, I agree. The... The thinking of him now, like, I, I don't, th- I think you're going to go back on the same roller coaster you chose to get off. So right. you chose to get off of the how are you's, off of the half promises, off of the he's close enough for us to try, but he doesn't want to try. You got to relieve yourself of all of those anxieties that come with someone who's not really adding up to your standard. And this is you buying another ticket to the ride if you say to him, hope you're okay. Because there's really nowhere else for that conversation to go but to let him know that the door has door now is open again. Yeah, again. Right. And just to like just to to say that I under I under totally understand the urge because I've been there and I've done it and I've reached out after I've thought I've closed things and like it really is just a testament to like how when you're in something, you really can't see it very clearly and how like when you're feeling really lonely and I think that's what you have to just admit to yourself. Like I'm feeling really lonely. I wish that I had someone that I could talk to. Even I, I would even take yeah. this guy that I know has not been consistent and is probably not going to turn into anything real. Like maybe there's a chance and I'm so lonely that I really just like want to okay. open that door again and for a second it will feel good because like the person will probably respond and i've done this again like i've ended things like i've ended things and then i've texted again undoing all the work mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and i get the rationale because it feels better than nothing and it feels like um it feels like a hit that you need to just like get through the day and especially during like this kind of time i think it's like there's a lot of anxiety there's a lot of loneliness and there's a feeling of like i just want like some sort of like connection mm-hmm. so i get I, the total feeling of like why she wants to yeah and to say it's like because of what's going on like you're using that as an excuse like right you know i, I that you know i don't think this is you know it's it'd be a different story if he posted on you know, if you guys were still Facebook friends and he posted that he's gotten some sort of a disease and he's got like whatever, you know, you, right. that's a different story where you go, hey, saw your post. Just want to acknowledge, like, I hope you're doing OK and my thoughts are with you. That's an open and closed thing. 
to say like, how you been crazy times, weird times, huh? Like you right. are on a whole and, and you're, you're just again, opening the door and what you said is exactly right. Like it is not. And, and now it's not about, I, th- I think she's phrasing it as like, Oh, like, am I being rude? But that's not at all the issue here. No, 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 no. You're not being rude. This is not what's like the issue. It's you're doing a, you're, you're, you're signing up for another year of being annoyed. Yeah. You're just prolonging. You're like, you, you're basically just like not letting the wound heal. You're just keep reopening it. And then you just. Also, I, I, the, the, the bet, the worst part about these texts is that, you're also putting him in a position to seem like a good guy again. Like you're, right. you're letting him, what's he going to, he's not going to respond. What up? You fucking asshole that wrote me that bu- bullshit text. He's going to be, th- this is the thing. There are so many people out there that are going to be, especially when you reach out to them, it's human nature to not want conflict. He will be perfectly agreeable. He'll be perfectly nice. He'll ask how you're doing. He'll say, "Oh my God, remember Vegas?" And and you'll go. You'll, it'll only be refreshing. It'll feel good. The good parts, uh, the good memories. But he'll never say to you, "Hey, it was so good of you to text." Now I'm gonna text you whenever I'm horny. Like he's never gonna say that to you. And that's really right. what it will end up being. Yeah, and I mean, again, like just to give her a sense, like my own story, my own past in dealing with this. Like, um, I to- I've been pretty open about the fact that I was like kind of on a roller coaster of like this kind of thing with someone for like many years, um, and then I didn't hear from him. I remember like at one point after I hadn't heard from him for, like two years, I got, I was like, started it again. And I remember telling my brother, I was like, you don't understand. Like he texted like we're going to see each other. Like, yeah, I was like so excited or whatever. I was like, I was excited, but I was like, what does this mean? Whatever. Blah, blah. And he was like, he said something that I still remember, which is just like, listen, like this is never going to be a thing. And like, it's okay if you want to like answer this and like get into this and like do that. But like, if you want a real relationship, if you want to like something that's real and not like this and like, doesn't make you feel like this all the time. And it's not ups and downs. Like, this isn't it. So if you're ready, yeah. when you're ready for that, then like, then you'll, you'll realize that you shouldn't be like engaging with this anymore. But if you're not, then like, it's totally fine to keep doing this. I'm just like, not going to entertain the fact that like, this is going to be a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you got to start at the beginning of the video game. You can't just like, you know, do the cheat code to start at level six. This is, that's, that's a cheat code. And this is kind right. of a version of that where you're like, well, I'm not on the dating apps anymore, but I am talking to that guy from before. It's like, yeah, but that ain't going to get you to the next level. You got to start from the beginning and get all of the special rings on the course that let you go to the end of the game. Right. And that's harder to it's harder to do because no one wants to cut their losses, but no, like, at the I, end of the day, it. it's harder work, but in the end it pays off a lot more. Let's play some games. You ready? Let's do it. UUP at Betches.com. Let's do it. So someone writes in. She goes, a guy I dated has, a, has his new girlfriend's Insta handle and his Insta bio, and she has his initials and hers, seventh grade aim profile style. So let's say they say to you, I want to put, I want to put, what's, what's your middle name? Lewis. I want to put JLF 
Jess is like, I want to put JLF heart in my Instagram <laughs> bio, and I would like you to do the same I, for me. I don't know how I got on this like this algorithm on TikTok, but for some reason, I only see on my For You page on TikTok all of these types of couples. Like all couples that got well, that married at 22. Well, that just goes to show you how young TikTok is. Too. Oh, it's all like 22-year-old couples with seven kids already, and they love God, and they somehow have a mansion. And I'm like, I don't know how I got here, but all of them feel like they're aliens from another planet to me, and I would deal breaker. Uh, I don't need... Is it a deal you know, breaker hus- if she even asks? Or is it just a deal breaker if she like it's really important to her? Like if her bio was just like JLF's girl, mama to like the dog account, you know, like yeah. like all that shit. I'd be like, that wouldn't make me end it, but I'd be like, what do you I make fun of her to no ends? What so, if she asked you to do it on yours? Uh I would say if that's a problem for you, then you're gonna have to leave and I'm stay I'm keeping the apartment in this in this place. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What do you think? Um yeah, I wouldn't do it. I don't even know if there's like a real principled reason behind it. It's just one of those things that I think is like a little tacky. It's tacky. I, <laughs> I, I think I'm with you too. I it just I don't know. It's like are you on TikTok? You just joined Twitter, I'm, so I, you'll probably be there in me, eight years. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm very, very behind the times. Um, I'm not on TikTok. I've been on Twitter for three days, so I'm yeah. just trying to get used to that. TikTok is like eye-opening. Like it is, it, 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 it's really, um, I understand why it's fun for people, but I look at it and I'm like, like I, I definitely know how I can be funny on there, but I don't think anyone wants my version of funny on there. Do you know what I mean? What kind of funny is it? Like slapstick? Well, there's a lot of like production value and a lot of these things, but like I would want to do videos where like I'm, you know, kind of being bullshitty. You know, like what I do on Instagram. Like I would want to like, you know, be you know like kind of like the the guy who makes fun of the Bachelor type of shit. Like I like doing that stuff. It, it feels like the type of funny that's done on the funny I see on TikTok is like, like the girl walking to the living room with a sign that says, going to yell at my boyfriend for no reason. And you're like, okay, I, I, I like, <laughs> it just feels like everyone's on TikTok is showing off in that tacky way that we're talking about. Like, where it's like right. wife to this, husband to this, I have seven kids, and yes, I'm 22, and don't ask any questions about that at all. You know, you're like, okay, I don't, right. I don't know. Well, if they want to follow you on TikTok, what's your <laughs> handle? I'm Wizard of Haas. That's my okay. TikTok handle. All right, let's do another let's one. Let's do another, okay. Boyfriend of two plus years, 30 and 25, get a large three-bed bath apartment with, with one friend for a summer in Rhode Island, and said, we'll have to figure out how to get you back and forth after being quarantined together for three months. <laughs> Wait a minute. Boyfriend of two plus years and they're 30 and 25 get a large three bedroom bath apartment with one friend for a summer in Rhode Island and said, we'll have to figure out how to get you back and forth after being quarantined together for three. So basically he's like, he and have his a good friends, summer. Yeah. He and his <laughs> friend is like, I'm going to Rhode Island with my friend and like, come visit you know <laughs> and you're out am i out 
No, I'm saying that oh, like he's she's basically, out. Yeah, yeah, you're out. I like, I, uh, yeah, if you want to use the beach, we'll have to discuss, you know, <laughs> how you'll pay for your bed in the bed. In the, right. In the, Venmo in the me. We'll see yeah. if I can sublet. Yeah. What do you say? I think I, I, I do feel like sometimes guys just say a lot of dumb shit. Mm. So I would have to clarify that he meant like, <laughs> you're actually like, you don't want me to come yeah. as opposed to because sometimes I think that guys an original like snap thought doesn't involve you like immediately okay. yeah you know what i mean and then I, I agree i've been one to like freak out at those things that just kind of wind up being like misunderstandings or them not like they're like oh shit yeah of course you're coming or something like that but i think if you clarified <laughs> and you too bitch yeah <laughs> <laughs> but if the guy was like not actually like in, like thinking that i was going to be there i think that would be a, a red flag in the relationship yeah i mean if if Jess looked at me and was like, hey, I got a house with my girls at the beach, I'd be like, okay. That was a decision, I guess. Yeah. Good luck. Have fun. Um, I don't Wouldn't know. It would, a- be, it would be a red flag. It'd be, it'd be like, it'd be a little weird, especially two years. You're like, right. Like That's what I, I'm saying. I, there's a point in a relationship where like the decisions we go, go from me to we. And well, if that's someone has a wee conversation, yeah, if someone hasn't made that trip, you have to, that's a talk. Right. Well, Michael sometimes will, he'll say something, he'll talking to his friends and be like, or we'll be, we'll be in a conversation. He'll be like, yeah, I've got a wedding like next week. I'm like, we, <laughs> we have a wedding that we are attending next week. Or See, that like, to me, that to me is not a problem. Cause he's just like, that's just how he talks. Like I would, the, the right. more pressing issue would be if he's like, yeah, I'm going to go to that wedding. Um, and just like didn't acknowledge that you would be his date. Right. That would be like the deal breaker, the venturing into the deal breaker category. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because he'll be like, yeah, you could name your, you could whatever with your kid on that. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, what do you mean my kid? Like, <laughs> our kid. Our child. <laughs> Who am I having this kid with? Yeah. Well, this <laughs> is not existing kid. Well, um, I'll see if he'll stick around. I'll see if he likes the dude. We'll find out. (laughs) Um, Last one. Every time you walk out of the bathroom, they ask if you've washed your hands. Sounds like someone I'm living with. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, It's not a deal breaker, obviously. Um, But it is is annoying. Because I think for guys like... The idea of like, did you wash your hands? It's like, just leave me the fuck alone. You know, like I don't. What? Well, guys, I feel like guys almost like being nagged a little bit just because it makes them sure. feel like a sense of like protection. Maybe that's just in my yeah. own head. Well, I, I, I have left the bathroom and, and then Jess will be like, I didn't hear the faucet run. <laughs> And I'll be like, right, that's uh, how we slowly turn into your moms. Yeah. Just, I, and I was like, I'll, and you get a little embarrassed and then you don't want to be told what to do. So you're just like, well, I'm not washing my hands. And then you're like, I should probably like everyone knows they should wash their hands, but also like I've gone to the bathroom and like not touched anything like touching my penis with no, is the same as touching my shoulder to me. But doesn't urine come out of your penis? I guess you're not yeah, touching but what the if hole. I, but if I don't touch the urine, if, the, if none gets on me, what are we doing? We're just performing. But I do understand that you're like, well, this is an opportunity to wash your hands when you wouldn't have had it otherwise. So someone could be like, it's always nice to wash your hands than to not. 
I guess it's the right. like the the idea that every time I go to the bathroom, there's like someone at the door with a glass, just like mm? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> just kind of a right, thing. like your babysitter or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I think public restroom. If someone, if I, if 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 I had a feeling that someone wasn't doing it after like a public mm-hmm. restroom, I might say something. But other See, than the that, the public restroom is worse to me because the public restroom is like. You didn't wash your hands? And then everyone in the restaurant's like, oh, look at that I mean, idiot. You know? <laughs> there's COVID going on. We've got yeah, to wash yeah. our How hands. How could you? How many seconds did you did you wait? <laughs> and then sadly, happy birthday. <laughs> Are you supposed to say it slow? I've been doing it wrong. I, I don't know. I, I, I've done everything wrong, I think. Yeah. Anyway, that's, that's a, our show. That's our show. Uh, Jordana, fantastic episode per usual. As uh, always. For the listeners at home, keep sharing the show. Keep letting people know. We love hearing from you. It feels so good when you let us know that you're enjoying. So let us know. Uh, we'll be back next episode. Is that cool? Go with me. Okay. See you next week. <laughs> you Up is hosted by Jared Freed. And Jordana Abraham. Our editor is Sean Kilby. Social media by Abby Lloyd. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Be sure to follow us at at UUPpod on Instagram and email your questions to UUP at Betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix, May 16th. Betches.